Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. how you live in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We're going to continue our message series on the life of Joseph. Uh, We've titled the message, Here Comes the Dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. Because we're all Joseph. We all have dreams that God has given to you. God has given, God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for your life. We all have aspirations. We all have things, an image of a future that God has put inside of your heart. The Bible says God has put eternity in the heart of every one of us. There's a plan, there's a purpose. And God is seriously dying for you to really know that. Because until you know why you were born, you can't really live the way you were meant to live. So it's important for you to really, really, really know that. That we are all Joseph. And this story is an amazing story. It's a story that just gives us a picture of who we are, how we, you know, what to expect in life, the sovereignty of God, the, the favor of God, you know, the, the, the power of God, how God uses so many things, the good, the bad, the ugly in our life to fulfill his purpose if we stay true to him. And I pray that this will help you listening to stay true to God and to fulfill your purpose in life in Jesus' name. Today, I titled today's message, The Bridge of Service. The Bridge of Service. I mean, you can go on and on. There are so many lessons in this story. Uh, You know, last week we talked about the force of favor. There was such a force of favor in the life of Joseph, you know, that really followed him everywhere he went. So today we're going to talk about the bridge of service. I'm going to take you back to the beginning of the story, Genesis chapter 37. We're going to read a few verses there, uh, you know, just to start off. Hallelujah. Let's look at Joseph's dream again. So we're going to take a look at, you know, the dream that Joseph had. And we found that in Genesis 37, verses 5. We're going to read 5 through 9. Now Joseph had a dream. And he told it to his brothers. And they hated him more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. Verse 7. There were binding sheaves in the field. In the field, rather. Then, behold, my sheep arose and stood upright, 
And indeed, your ships stood all around and bowed down to my ship. Wow. And his brother said to him, they knew the message right away. I'm sure he said it with some attitude. So they got the message. Being a young man, he was 17 years at this point. So I'm, I'm sure he said that, he, you know, said that story with some attitude. So his brother said to him, shall I indeed reign, over, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Wow. Then he dreamed still another dream. <laughs> and told it to his brother. He didn't get the message. So Joseph is one of those people, you, you hit them, they don't even know you hit them. You're trying to really, have you met some of those people? You're trying to send a message, they won't get your message. You're trying to let them know that, you're, you know, I'm not your friend, but he's still not getting it. And look at what he said. <laughs> look, I have a, I've dreamed another dream. And this sign is even better. It's even greater. It's not even about your sheep and my sheep, the sun, the moon, and even the 11 stars. Bow down to me. So you notice that the Joseph's dream started, at least Joseph started, the dream caused him to really want to be served, right? It's about people are going to serve me. People are going to do this for me. Everyone is going to bow down for him, for me. But if you follow his life, he ended up serving others for many years to come. And that's a great lesson we must learn. Because many great dreamers never fully understand the requirement of service. Is it sometimes because of our dream? we become consumed with our self-importance. You see, that's the nature of dream. The dream gives you the final destination, all right? The dreams give you a picture of what is going to happen at some point. The dream never necessarily walks you through the journey. It takes someone that can really, you know, now sit down and get the detail. Dream, they're always good. They're great. They motivate us. They give us the will and the desire to live for the future. They give, us, they give us hope. But it takes more than dream to get to where the dream is taking us. We need to sit down and learn the details. So that is the life of Joseph. So if you look at his life, he actually served others on the way to his dream. And not only that, he did it faithfully. That is what was remarkable. What was remarkable about Joseph was his flexibility, right? He was able to be flexible. He was able to dream, but he was also able to understand, you see, there's a time to dream, there's a time to work for the dream. Many dreamers don't understand that aspect, so they become disillusioned. You know, they become angry, they become disillusioned, they give up too quickly when things are not adding up. They give up on their dream, and unfortunately, they never fulfill their dream. 
I don't know how many people have dreams of starting a church, starting a ministry. God gave it to them. But when the rubber meets the road and they see that this is going to take a lot of sacrifice, this is going to take a lot of serving. But when they were studying, they have dream of people following them, carrying their bags, you know, all these things. And that's what they are thinking. They don't know that they have to carry so many chairs and clean so many dirty floors to get there. Some people have this dream of becoming this great person. Start this great business. Write a great book that the whole world is going to read. But they never dream that this is going to involve a lot of serving others. A lot of, you know, a lot of painful service. But one thing we can learn about Joseph, he served faithfully. What qualified him to achieve his dream was his willingness to serve others. Hallelujah. Let's look at it. Let's go to 39. Let's go two chapters forward and go to 39. Hallelujah. Let's go to 39 and read verse 2. This time now he's been sold to slavery, you know, sold twice. He's now in Potiphar's house. The Lord, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper. Look at verse 4. Watch it. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Did you see that? He served Potiphar. He served then he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put under his authority. I mean, this, it is most likely Potiphar has many other servants. He had children, wife. He had a wife, of course. You know, he, had a, he, was, an, he was a very rich person. And because of Joseph's faithfulness, he must have tested him. Don't forget Joseph was a foreigner, all right? So he must have tested him, must have tried him, and realized, wow, this guy is faithful. This guy can serve. He would do what he was told to do, and he would, he would do what he was never told to do. He went above and beyond. He served him. So it was from, time, from the time that he had made him overseer of his house that all, and all that he, he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. Hallelujah. He left everything in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Wow, he trusted him so much. That was Joseph. Later, things went sour. Went south. Joseph found himself in prison. And look at Genesis chapter 39. You can jump to verse 22. He was now in prison. 
So the warden puts Joseph in charge of all those held in prison. And he was made responsible. They gave him stuff to do because he was a servant. Let me tell you, your dream is the destination. Your service is the bridge. Did you get that? Your dream is the destination. Your service is the bridge. Very important for you to know. You will realize that your dream is linked directly to your faithfulness in service. The realization of your dream. Many people don't get to realize their dream because they get intoxicated too quickly. They are so consumed in their dream that they feel some things are beneath them, right? I can't tell you how many people, I've read stories of people who, you know, you became CEO of a company where they start as a receptionist. You know, who start so low, who start from, you know, just anywhere. They will just do anything. They will serve. Let's look at what Jesus said in Luke chapter 16, verse 12. Luke 16, 12. Jesus tells us this so powerfully. Look at what he says. And if you have been trustworthy with someone else's property, or if you have not been trustworthy, sorry, if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Those of you renting, don't treat your landlord's house like a junk. Right? Don't treat it like a junk. I used to, I used to be a landlord. I, I, I no longer, I'm no longer a landlord. But I used to be, I used to be in that, had properties. Some tenants, wow. I mean, <laughs> they kick the door, holes in the wall. I mean, you just like, wow, why do people do this? Many of those people never get their own house. It, because if you are faithful, in, unfaithful, untrustworthy, in someone else's property, why will God trust you? Sometimes we don't know we are being tested. And it goes if you're, a, you know, if you're a tenant, if you're an employee who wish to really have their own business one day, can, are you trustworthy with what you have been given now? Are you faithful? Do you do it as if it's your own? So Joseph's dream must be delayed until he learned the lesson of service. The reason why your dream is delayed is because you must learn to serve others before God brings others to serve you. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's look at the life of Jesus. This principle is so powerful, Jesus even had to go through it. He didn't have to. Don't forget he's God, he's pure, he, you know, but he must be a model for us. And we learn this in Philippians chapter 2. You know, 
by revelation we give, you know, we, where we see an account of the life of Jesus. In, Rev, in uh, Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5, he says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as, Jesus, as Christ Jesus. Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with something, equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. How? By taking the very nature of a servant. What did he do? He served. He became a servant. Because servants serve. Right? Isn't that what servants do? They serve. And faithful servants serve with joy. That's it. Faithful servants, they serve with joy. The realization of your dream is connected to your willingness to serve others. Your willingness to humble yourself and serve. And Jesus, being in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to them. And Jesus, even before this happened, told his disciples, in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, he said, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom to many. Did you see that? If you are consumed with just being served, <laughs> you will never be served. Will, your dream will be far away, will be elusive. If what fascinates you only is just people bowing down, people doing this, people praising you, People, you know, yes, you have a dream of winning. Yes, you have a dream of becoming that great person. Yes, you have that dream. But that's, that's what is important to you. You're not able to serve. You're not able to serve others especially. You're not able to humble yourself and become a servant. Let me give you an advice. Choose to become a servant. And God will raise many people to serve you. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, what led to this story, I mean, this statement that Jesus said? It's very interesting. If you look at the scripture, uh, you know, I'm going to read the account. The account is in all the gospel, by the way, at least the three, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew 20 put it in a very, very fuller way. If you go to Matthew 20, let's start from verse 20. I'm going to see... To, to tell you how we got to where Jesus used himself as an example by saying, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. Now, the mother of uh, Zebedee's son, all right, which is, you know, yeah, James John, they, they, you know, they're one of the, the two, I mean, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ, two of them, rather. So one day they just said, you know what, I think we are, we are connected to, to Jesus because they are, 
their mother is actually Mary's cousin connected to. So, so they're kind of like second cousin to Jesus Christ. So if your boss is the second cousin, you know. So they figure out, you know what? I think there's a way to be great. Let's use our connection. So they went home and told their mom that Jesus has been talking lately about the kingdom, about being at the right hand of the Father. I mean, this might be a good time to really, really talk to him so that we can be at that. I mean, that's a good dream they have, right? I mean, it's not too bad. It's not bad to dream to be at the right, right to be there, right? So look at verse 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down, ask a favor from him. I mean, that sounds like what my mother would do, right? I'm sure. She knelt down. And Jesus said, what is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. I want them to be great. How many of us want to be great? That's a good aspiration. There's no, there's no hallelujah. Some of you are so humble, you can't even raise your hand. You say, oh, that, that's a trick question. It's like, let me not raise my hand and I get bam. No, no. Hallelujah. So, you know, Verse 22, Jesus said, you don't know what you are asking. <laughs> you have no clue what you're talking about. So Jesus said to them, I like Jesus. Jesus didn't say, that's a wrong aspiration. Jesus didn't say, what kind of a thought is that? Wanting to be great? That's, that's, that's evil. No, 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 that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, that's good. It's good to have, it's good to have great aspiration." The problem is you don't know the details. You don't know what you're asking for. Jesus said, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? <laughs> we can. They answered. <laughs> Jesus said to them, okay, you will drink it regardless. Whether you like it or not, you're going to drink the cup. You will drink from my cup. But to sit at my left or right is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared for by my father. So when the 10, look at verse 24, the other 10 heard about this, they were mad. They are like, uh-huh. Just because your mother is connected to the mother of Jesus, you are trying to use the connection. So they were indignant. All right? So they, they started really, this thing caused a rift, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you know, this became an argument. Some people were not talking to each other. Some, they also said, what do you mean? What does, you know, everybody was. And when Jesus called them together, he said, hey, guys, let's, let's talk, let's talk. This is, there's been a problem within the team. So Jesus called a staff meeting, a team meeting. Jesus called everybody together. And he said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their high officials 
exercise authority over them. Verse 26, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. You see, I like that Jesus didn't really say, you know, it's, not, it's wrong to have, it's wrong to be one to be great. No, 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 no. In fact, Apostle Paul later said, if a man desires the office of a bishop, right? He desires a good thing. If you want to be great, you want to have a great ministry, great life, great business, become a millionaire, become this, become that, it's great. Just, just find out about the details. Just be willing to serve your way there. All right? Just be willing when God begins to put you in position of service, just be willing to do that. Just to be willing to serve. So you say, look, the way to greatness is true service. The way to your dream is true service. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. And look at verse 28. Just as I've shown to you, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom to many. He said, look at me. I am great. I'm, the, I'm God. I have everything. And I'm going to be great. My name is going to be name above all name. But the way through that is to come and serve. And Jesus showed them many ways. He washed their feet, did everything, you know, and he gave them that powerful, powerful model which he has given to us. Your service is the bridge to the realization of your dream. You want to be great, be willing to serve. Everywhere you find yourself, be willing to serve others. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to give you five keys to understanding service. Five keys to, you know, to give us an understanding of what service is. Number one, service or serving others is a universal language of love. That's why it's so important. That's why God chooses that pathway as the only way to fulfill your dream. Because it's the universal language of love. If you go to 1 Corinthians 13, our, the Bible chapter of love. You know, first of all, if you read it in the King James, New King James, it calls it charity. It's love in action. It's not, it's not love is really not just a feeling. You know, one of our problems is in our own language, our modern language, when we think of love, we just think of feeling. No, love is not a feeling. Love is an action. And that's why if you look at verse 4, you say love is patience, right? Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily anger. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. You see, love is action. And service is the language of love. Service bridges the gap. You see, there are so many people 
that you must meet on your way to fulfilling your dream. And the only way, that, the only thing that will give you access into their life is you serving them. And many people miss this. Many people miss this. Many people come, they have chip on their shoulder, they, they think they're the best, they can't do this. Oh, I'm more than that. Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a man of God, you know. They join a church, this, you know, pastor say, I mean, go and join the cleaning. They say, clean what? I mean, I can't use the anointing of my life to clean. I am more anointed than that. You know, I can, I can do this, I can do that. I mean, you know, people have all these crazy thoughts, you know, and some of, this, some of those are based on, yeah, truly they're anointed, truly they're gifted, truly they have this calling, truly you have this dream. You know, but they think, you know, if, if you can recognize the grace of God upon my life, you ask me to be the leader of this. You ask me to be this. You put me in this. No, 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 no. Just go to wherever you are put and serve there. You just don't know. Joseph should not be serving Potiphar. He has greatness. He is greater than Potiphar. Eventually, Potiphar served him. You know that the same Potiphar... When he became the prime minister, Potiphar served Joseph. Did you know that? So God allowed Joseph to serve the person that was supposed to serve him. Did you get that? The person that was meant to serve. You see, there are people meant to serve you that you must serve now. You must serve. And you must serve them, serve them faithfully. You know? Not, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do a little bit. I'll do it because I have no choice. It's not, it's not your fault that I'm here. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, it's not your fault. It's, sometimes we get so consumed by our self-importance. And self-importance is brought about because God put a dream. And that's why I love this story that Jesus didn't really tell them Oh, you shouldn't have that dream of being great. I want, to, I want you to have dream of being great. Because that dream was put there by God. I want you to do that. I just want you to learn the lessons of service. I want you to understand that the pathway to greatness, the pathway to there is serving and serving in an uncomfortable place. Praise the name of Jesus. Very, very important for you to know. Very, very, very important for you to know that. Number two, service is humbling. Service brings humility. Service brings humility. You see, God uses service to cause us to be humble. In fact, you cannot prove that you are humble if you're willing to serve, if you're unwilling to serve. If you're unwilling to serve others, unwilling to serve in lowly places, if you're unwilling to serve, you cannot be a humble person. And one thing, God is scared of proud people. Proud people, right? God is scared. Especially proud people who are his children they will bring dishonor to him. God can stand people who are proud. So God must teach you humility. 
by having you serve people. Having you serve them in whatever capacity you're you're meant to serve them. He will bring you. So look at what Jesus did in John chapter 13. John chapter 13. When he had finished in verse 8, this is Jesus talking about how he washed the feet of the disciples. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've, I've done for you? This is Jesus talking to them. He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. I am your teacher and I am your Lord. So for that is what I am. That is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Hallelujah. Verse 15, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. You see, there should be no question about serving others. There should be no question about washing each other's feet. You know what this meant? Washing of feet in the Jewish culture is reserved for servants. The lowest of your servant is the person you will put in charge of washing people's feet. You see, in those days, you know, people wore sandals. And if you've been in the Middle East, dusty, all right? So if you go to a rich person's house, you're coming with a lot of dust, all right? So ideally, you will definitely, they will have a bucket of water. The first thing you will do is wash your feet and you'll go into the house. Now, people who are rich, they will hire somebody to do that for you. That's, that's, you know, so they will hire someone. They will stand there. Once you go there, they wash your feet. You enter into the house. So you will normally put the lowest servant. Obviously, that's a very minor job. I mean, that doesn't take a lot of skill, Right? And, you know, the person is exposed to all kinds of feet, right? And, you know, you know some, right? All kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of toes, all kinds of shape, right? All kinds of odor, right? Coming out of people, you know? And this guy must bend, bend down, right? Take a towel and wash it, right? And clean it, and they enter into the master's house. So look at what, how they felt when Jesus bent down and began to wash. Peter said, no, no, what? <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. I mean, that's, that's, that, that picture is too much for him to bear. He couldn't just say, no, 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 no. And Jesus, Jesus said, wait, I must wash your feet. In fact, if I can't wash your feet, you can't be part of me. Jesus, okay, wash everything, just the bird. Peter said, wash. <laughs> I love Peter. I mean, it's just. Uh... But Jesus told them why he did this. He said, I am Lord. You see, no matter how great you are, God will put you in humble position. God will cause you to wash people's feet. He will call you to wash people's feet. 
And he wants to be sure you can do that. You see, Jesus, Jesus didn't have to do that. So God wants to know that we can do that. We can still stoop low even when we get to where we need to be. And that's why we must train us now, right? So it's very humbling. Number three, service is a posture of the heart. It's really serving people is a posture of the heart that we must have with everything we have. You see, each time you come across leaders who don't have a posture of service, there's a problem. And we see that all over the world now. Leaders who don't have a posture of service. They see their position as just an authority. We see that even in the church. Church leaders who don't have a posture of service. We don't see the gift that God has given to them as to serve others. Not just to rule over others. Not just to be the boss. Not just to have, I am this. No, 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 no. It's a posture of the heart that the Lord wants us to have. Praise the name of Jesus. So we must have that posture. I want you to see, I want, us, I want you to go back to John chapter 13. That, you know, that same story. Let's, I will go back to verse 3. Let's look at how Jesus thought in verse 3. Jesus, knowing, I want you to know that, I want you to notice that, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. I mean, look at what, look at how, look at how Jesus, how John described this. He said, Jesus it wasn't because he felt so bad about himself. It wasn't because he felt low. It wasn't because he thought he was nobody. It was because he knew, right? Knowing that the Father has, had given him, I've given all things into his hand, right? And that he had come from God and he was going to God. Verse 4, rose from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and guarded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the, the disciples' feet. You see, I just wanted to say that it's a, it's a posture of the heart. He knew. Jesus, it wasn't that Jesus was confused about who he was. He knew. And it was because he knew that he was willing to serve. So it's a posture of the heart that must follow us throughout our life. All right? Number four, every service is to God. Every service is to God. Sometimes we think we are serving people. No, you're serving God. Every service is to God. Matthew chapter 25 verse 40, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did it for me. You see, every service we perform, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter to who, it doesn't matter whether those people say thank you, whether those people don't say thank you. I see, so, you know, one of the dangers of ministry is uh, a lot of people you're doing good to will betray you, will not say thank you, will not even appreciate what you're doing for them. And that can be very hurtful if you don't have a mindset that I'm serving God while serving people. All right? So this encourages me a lot. And I, you know, I will always share with my wife. Say, you know, 
what, I, what makes me focus is I am doing it to God, not to man. Very, very important. And that keeps you motivated. Every service is to God. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. You're not working for anyone, you're working for God. And lastly, service is helping other people to achieve their own dream. Even when your dream is delayed. When yours is delayed. Are you willing to help others to achieve their own dream when yours is delayed? Joseph helped Potiphar achieve his dream. His dream is, I need a servant that I don't have to worry, right? I'm so busy. How many times are you so busy? You hire people and you, are, you still have to be working for the people you hire, right? That's the frustration of sorry. I mean, you have to everything. And you're like, why, why, why are you here? So Potiphar dreamt of having a servant that can just do everything. And he got Joseph. So Joseph helped him to fulfill his dream. The, the warden also said, you know what? Can we just have some prisoners that will obey? Some prisoners that won't cause trouble, that won't cause riot, that will just do what we tell them so that we can take a break. And they found Joseph, right? Joseph helped them to fulfill their dream. Joseph even helped the servant of Pharaoh to fulfill their dream, their, their dream that they had. And in the process of helping others to fulfill their dream, what happened to his own dream? God fulfilled. You see, if you're willing to help others to fulfill your dream, even while yours is delayed, even while you are still trusting God for your own child, you're still trusting God for your own business, you're still trusting God for your own ministry, you're still trusting God for whatever God has put inside your heart, God is going to position people along the way that you must serve. Are you going to serve them? You see, when I see people who can serve, I know they have a great future. I know. It doesn't, I know. When I see people with dream, ambition, who can serve, who have a sense of self-importance because of what they think they are in their head, I see calamity coming. I see disaster coming. I, I'm worried. And I want you to be that person who is willing to serve. Serve your way to greatness. The bridge to your dream is in service. Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to humble yourself? Even knowing that there's a grace over your life, even knowing that you are a working millionaire, even knowing that you are a, you're a working famous person, are you willing to, knowing that, rise up like Jesus to say, you know what, I'm going to help everybody I meet to fulfill their dream because it's in doing that that my dream will be fulfilled.